Welcome to Dishing It, the Daughter and Daddy podcast. I'm Regan. And I'm Mike. Daddy, daughter, Disney travel talk meets fun and friendship. Coming up on episode 5 of Dishing It. All aboard with listener train mail. When will Walt Disney World open? The good, the bad, the ugly of new Star Wars Galaxy Edge. Top three daughter and daddy pick their top three Walt Disney World resorts. Daughter and daddy outside the park. Our special segments, Walt's Wisdom and the Extra Magic Minute. Keep your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside of the podcast at all times, because your ride is about to embark. Welcome back to Dishing It. I'm Mike. And I'm Regan. Big episode five here, Regan, jam-packed full of info for the families. Yes, it is. Did you know, Regan, that we have listeners from all over the world tuning in to see us? Really? We've been doing this for about two months now uh, since we've launched Dishing It, the Daughter and Daddy podcast, and we have over 235 unique listeners checking out our site, and they're from 21 different countries. It's just crazy, Regan. I know. Yeah, it's pretty insane. But, you know, we're really happy, listeners, that you're listening and uh, that you're checking us out. It's really great. We welcome your feedback and we're really excited to connect with you and just hear what you value and what you like to uh, uh, maybe see on the podcast because we're here to, you know, make your listening experience the best that we can. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get right into it, listeners. We know that we have a lot of information in this episode. And uh, we might as well just kick off episode five with train mail. Sounds like we have lots of mail this week, Regan. Dad, look. We have a letter from Hank and Karen from Wellland. They. Well, what else do we have, Regan? Tanya from Hamilton. And... I think it's Miroslav, and he's from Poland. And what are they asking us, Regan? So Hank and Karen are asking us what to know when Walt Disney World will open. Tanya wants to know if we should wear masks at Disney. And... Miroslav? Miroslav asks, is Disney safe to go? Wow, so lots of uh, questions there from the listeners, and thank you again for writing in and contacting us. Regan, we got lots of uh, train mail this week, and we know there's a lot of people out there on social media that, that are asking, uh, when will Disney, well, Disney World in specific, open again? Well, they're in luck, Regan, because Dishing It Podcast has the answer. When will Disney reopen? What will the new reality be when we attend Disney? Well, here we are going to dive deep and give families the inside scoop. Before we get into Disney CEO's Bob Chapek's various comments, let us look at what the new reality will be. The initial guidelines that have been set by Orange County's Economic Recovery Task Force are comprehensive. More likely, this will be our bare minimum to what Walt Disney World will do when reopened. Yeah, we expect them to go above these mandated protocols and guidelines. So for the listeners at home, we're going we're gonna to get right into the meat and bones of what the task force has laid out for large parks in Florida. 
So there's two distinctions, mandated, so they'll be required to do this, and then uh, recommendations, which means they are not required. So let's get into the mandates first. So Disney will be mandated to... Have all the employees wear face masks. Touchless hand sanitizers must be stationed at each ticketing entry and turnstile. Touchless hand sanitizer at each entrance and exit. For attractions, yes. Temperature check for staff prior to shift. Those with a temperature over 104 or 100.4 will not be allowed to enter the premises. All employees with flu-like symptoms will be advised to stay home. Wipe down all railings and surfaces after every use. Face 150% capacity. Capacity, yes. Phase 2, 75% capacity. So those are the uh, mandates right now. So the guidelines include tape marking six feet apart in attraction queues. Staff are regularly wiped down surfaces at random. Phase one and two staff 65 years or older are encouraged to stay home. Now we also have hotel, hotel guidelines as well. So phase one, housekeeping services is to be limited and allow for limited guest and employee exposure. Housekeepers only clean upon request or when guest departs. So in phase one again, allow employees to work from home if they are not playing a critical role in serving guests. Only deliver room service to guest doors. Provide self-parking. Promote social distancing for guests and staff. Recommended touchless hand sanitizers at entry. Increase cleaning services. Additional san- sanitation service through cleaning companies. Yep. And phase one and phase two, staff 65 years or older are encouraged to stay home. So those are the hotel guidelines families. Now the mandates. These are the hotel mandates. All employees will be required to wear face masks. Hand sanitizer at entry to be available in plain sight. All employees with flu-like symptoms will be advised to stay home. Front desk sanitize themselves on a regular basis. And consistent cleaning of all guest areas. Front desks to utilize sneeze guards. Ooh, gross. Um, (laughs) Remove all service items in guest hotels, including glassware, coffee cups, etc. Mini bars are not to be stocked. What? No mini bar. Okay. Um, Do not offer self-food services. Space pool furniture according to distance guidelines. Pool gates and pool chairs to be sanitized regularly. Door handles, elevator buttons, and railings to sanitize regularly. Remove all coffee makers from guest rooms. Remove all guest collateral collateral items except for those that are in single use. Sanitize guest keys before and after each use. Sanitize bell carts after each use. Phase one and two, no conferences. Promote social distancing for all guests and staff. Yeah, so those are the hotel mandates. Now we're going to move on to uh, restaurants. So as far as restaurants are concerned, the guidelines are paper and disposable menus. 
encourage takeout online orders. Yeah, that's a big one, Regan. I think they'll be using a lot of online mobile ordering. Um, touchless sanitizers at entry. Phase one and phase two staff 65 years or older are encouraged to stay home. So the restaurant mandates are hand sanitizer at every table. Hand sanitizer at entry invisible site. All employees are required to wear face masks. Temperature checks for staff prior to shift. Those with temperature over 104 will not be allowed to enter the premise. All employees with flu-like symptoms will be advised to stay home. Doors to be wiped regularly. All staff behind counters must wear gloves, except for the bartenders. Bartenders must sanitize hands after making each drink. Seated tables to be six feet apart. Phase one, lemon restaurant to 50% captivity. Capacity. Capacity. Phase two, limit restaurant to 75% capacity. Those, so those are the requirements. What has Disney C- CEO Bob Chapek said? Regan, let's give a high five for that. That was a lot of information. So what has Bob Chapek said? So first, Disney Springs is reopening on May 20th. So there again, folks, Disney Springs is reopening on May 20th. In a CNBC interview, uh, Mr. Chapek highlighted the date and said Disney is following the Disney Shanghai model for reopening and will start with Disney Springs. This will not be a full reopening, but a phased-in approach, as we highlighted earlier. This means limited guests, limited shops open, and masks for guests and staff. Disney CEO has done many interviews over the last week. Why? Well, he's getting the message out that Disney cares about the cast members and the guests. He is implementing a change management strategy of talking about the change often and gradually increasing the detail in each interview he gives. Mr. Chapek has highlighted a 30% capacity model initially. Let us put that in perspective. Christmas Day is a maximum capacity day of between 80 and 100,000 people in Magic Kingdom alone. So we would be looking at between 24,000 and 30,000 at a 30% capacity. That means only park hotel guests could gain entry. That's true. So only the guests would gain entry and probably not a lot of people walking up would be allowed access. Shanghai plans to add 5,000 guests per week. Therefore, to reach maximum capacity under this model would mean 11 weeks to reach capacity from the day they open the park. To further complicate matters, Disney would need to be allowed to move from phase one to phase two and so on. Mr. Chapek has continued to reinforce the message of a slow and measured approach to reopening. We can expect all guests and cast members to wear masks. No Cinderella hugs or close photos, just waves. Longer lines as rides are cleaned, while Disney World transportation will change as boat, bus, and monorail service will be 50% full. Traffic flow in parks will be enforced now. You will have to stay on the designated circus. No cutting through shops or going against the flow. Restaurants will be half full and buffets will be staffed up so you will be served by a cast member 
or through your mobile app instead of scooping yourself. Many changes in store. In other news, Disney has also started reservations again, effective Wednesday, July 1st. Yeah, so Disney will also phase in the opening of the parks, with the water parks being last. We believe Magic Kingdom and Epcot will be the first to open, followed by Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom. Disney has an insane people-funneling strategies to move large amounts of people quickly. However, some areas of the park have bottlenecks. Guests can expect new staff only areas to be open to allow greater access and limit congestion points. Water parks will be last to open due to personal hygiene and change facility issues. Yeah, while a pool may be relatively safe, the surrounding environment is very conducive to spreading viruses. So when will Walt Disney World reopen? Well, Addition at Podcast is predicting a soft opening June 28th to local traffic, which will be uh, augmented July 1st with those with reservations. Formally, July 4th will start a Phase 1 grand opening. What a better day to open Walt Disney World than July 4th. Yeah, Independence Day is going to be awesome. They're gonna, I think that's the day. I'm, like, I'm 100% positive that'll be the official grand opening, but people will be in the park a week before as they slowly phase in everything. Mm-hmm. Well, Regan, episode five, a lot of information there for the families to digest on when Walt Disney World uh, is going to reopen. We hope you enjoyed that. And as information becomes available, we're going to give it to you. We're going to be dishing it right to you. Okay. So episode five here, we're looking ahead at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Disney has added Star Wars Galaxy Edge to Hollywood Studios. This new land is 14 acres large and accessible via to Toy Story Land. Welcome to Star Wars. Yeah, here you can ride the Millennial Falcon or join the Resistance and Battle the First Order. You will see many stormtroopers walking around, so make sure you do as you're told and answer any question directly. You can enjoy some cool food and beverage there. Yeah, enjoy some Endorian fried chicken tip yip as you listen to to some droid beats while you wash it down with Luke's blue or green milk. So many unique themed foods for adults and the younglings. For the Star Wars fans, this is a sight to behold. The bathrooms feel like you're on Tatooine and the rise of the Resistance rides considered amazing. Everything is Star Wars and the imagery is out of this world. That was the good, now the bad and the ugly. The Rise of the Resistance ride requires you to book a boarding spot at 8 a.m. at the park on the mobile app. So you're lined up there waiting to get in and waiting for the reservation system to kick in. It's, it's insane. The lack of ability to book a fast pass is problematic and can create conflicts with other reservations. In addition, some fans have expressed that Star Wars land can be very crowded at times even when the park is slow. If you are a Star Wars fan traveling from far away, you want to go on the ride. Disney has fixed these issues. Yeah, Disney has to fix these issues. Yeah, yeah. just not acceptable. 
So, Regan, yeah, Star Wars Land is very uh, fun, it's very popular, and, you know, it's a great thing, and it's just fantastic to walk around there. Okay, Daddy, enough, enough. (sighs) We're running out of time. Let's move on to our top three Walt Disney Resorts. You know, Regan, cut off again. Uh, It seems every episode I get cut off, Mm -hmm. and I'm just trying to talk and give Uh families a Uh little... Yeah, I know. (laughs) Well, it is what it is. So... It's now time for our top three, and we have three standards of excellence. The first star, the second star, and the third star. So let's begin, Regan, with our top three Walt Disney World Resorts. Why don't you kick it off, Regan? So for my third star, it's going to be Ford Wilderness Campgrounds. Yeah, we stayed there. That's a great uh, place. It's truly unique, and we I think we talked about it in the last episode, episode four, right? Yep. Yeah. So what do you like about it? I like that you have the golf carts and you feel like you're camping. Um, I like the wagon ride you can go on. Yeah, yeah that was fun. And um, I like the souvenir shop because you feel like you're in a log cabin. And it's really cool. Yeah, that has one of the best souvenir shops. Yeah, yeah. I, I thoroughly enjoy that one. Yeah, good choice. So my number three star is the Grand Floridian. Now, we stayed there and... Um, we enjoyed the zero entry pool. It was fantastic. Um, we stayed there over Christmas and the Grand Floridian was dressed up uh, very great for Christmas. Uh, loved it there. I don't know if it's uh, it's a little dated now, but it, I think it's one of my top resorts. And of course it has one of the best restaurants in uh, uh, Park Fair. So that that's my number three star. Who do you got for number two? I, the Jumbo House. Oh, good one. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that. Um, well, first off, the restaurant is amazing. Boma. <laughs> yeah. And I really like the bridge that goes across once you enter. It's really pretty. And there's always a campfire out in the back mm-hmm. that you can sit around. Yeah. Yeah, so we're going to tie in here for the listeners. My number two star was Jumbo House as well. Mm. Uh, For many of the same reasons, it's nice if you get lucky, you look out your window, balcony, and you can see animals in the savannah. At night, you can get the night vision goggles and you can see animals in the savannah. The fireplace is great. Uh, Boma is is the best restaurant we feel in um, all of uh, Walt Disney World. Uh, maybe with some exceptions to what's in uh, Disney Springs or Boardwalk, but um, we we just feel that restaurant's fantastic, and uh, the pool's great there as well. So good number two star, Regan. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, so who do you got for number one? Um, Port Orleans. Yeah, Port Orleans. So we got Port Orleans Riverside. So tell me a little bit about that. Um, papa. I like the check-in because there's a big thing above you that moves. Okay. I forget what it is, but it's really cool. And it has a wa- uh, splash pad, a water park in it. Yep. And I just like you get a walk on a bridge to go everywhere. Yeah. It's sort of like you're in the, uh, maybe a little bit of the Swamp. d- swamp-ish. Yeah. But uh, the, the, the greenery is fantastic, and it's very easy to get from point A to B. The shops are good there. The food was good. Um, so we stayed there, and we've enjoyed that one. Yeah. Yeah. So my number one star, and we've stayed there once or twice, just once. Okay, Regan's giving me the one finger there. Wilderness Lodge. So we were fortunate 
when we stayed there to have concierge service and that's because it it was a Disney Vacation Club member selling back and we got a really great deal on the room and the food was great there. I love the expanse of the main uh, building and just how welcoming it is and just how many um, uh, Disney cast members are doing activities with kids all throughout the building. It's, it's just amazing. It's close to everything, although not on the monorail ride. It is close to everything and uh, I just found it was a great resort different than Fort Wilderness. So we're talking the Wilderness Lodge here, but uh, that was my number one choice. Love to go back there. So Regan, if you had a choice to go to any resort, which would you pick? Um, Putting her on the spot here, folks. (laughs) It will either be Port Orleans or the Jumbo House. Yeah. But I will also love to go back to the campgrounds. Yeah. Uh, me too. I, I think if I had to pick one where I would try, I would like to go to Paula, the Polynesian Resort. Yeah, that so that's pretty. one we haven't done yet. We've been there many times for food and entertainment, but we haven't actually stayed there yet. So that's on the list, folks. And, uh, you know, once we get the go ahead to travel, we're, we're, we're there. So and we're <laughs> going to go there and we'll give you a review. So that concludes our top three Walt Disney World resorts. So it's time now to move on to Daddy and Daughter Outside the Park. What, what? What, what? So, Regan, what did we do yesterday? We played golf. We played golf. So the course opened. Uh, so we played golf, and Regan's still just learning, and I'm trying to um, not embarrass myself. We got, <laughs> we, yeah, we got out. It was rusty. We, we weren't allowed to use the driving range or anything like that or touch. So basically, we're just golden and cold, teeing up our ball and going. Um, here in Ontario, we had the go-ahead, so golf courses are open, and there was pretty strict measures in place for COVID-19 as we arrived at uh, the golf course. Got some news to share with listeners. What happened on hole number 10? I got a par. She got a par, so she had a nice tee shot uh, off the reds, and then a nice uh, second shot uh, downhill onto the green, and she left herself a 12-foot downhill putt on the green tough putt now she uh she she hit it short which was good i guess and um she got within about six feet and then she had a six footer for par and you got up there and what happened i got it in the hole got it in the hole you drained it right you hear clank 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 in the cup great sound and then we had these uh, little caddy levers or whatever they're called where you just flick the ball out of the hole so you don't have to touch the flagpole (laughs) but it was your first par High five. Yeah, we were so excited. And you know what? Uh, so her brother Grayson got his first par on that hole as well. Yeah, and he got a birdie on that hole too. Uh, but uh, great job, Regan. Congratulations on your first par. Hopefully many to come. Yeah, I did not get any pars just for the folks at home. I beat him. And I broke a club as well. <laughs> it was it's true. Yes, I snapped at the shaft right at the, right at the club face. I think the club face went farther than ball thanks <laughs> okay good um so so that's a little bit about what we did yesterday so regan i just have a question for you uh we talked about it i see your brother and stuff on the tablets and you, you have maybe some youtubers or stuff like that or games you watch what, what, so i'm i'm an adult I'm, I'm not cool like you guys what, what do the cool kids listen to or watch these days oh uh. Well, some people watch Fortnite, Roblox, Minecraft, but also some people just do a thing where um, 
they dress themselves so they have themselves in different aspects of themselves around like their anxiety their creativity their logic their morality and other things is this a game or is this no. like an app or something no so they film themselves many times so basically they just dress up as someone else and film it and then put it together then you can see conversations with themselves they do that oh okay so they talk to themselves mm-hmm. do they talk back to themselves yeah oh see that's when you know you got a problem when you start talking back to yourself <laughs> okay i didn't even know that so like we could dress up as like like dad the doctor and then dad the teacher and then dad the pharmacist and then dad the soccer player like, yeah yeah okay interesting oh so any games you guys play like what do kids play well Grayson plays fortnite yeah and forza horizon is a card game yes what would you play Minecraft, Roblox. Well, I do play some Fortnite with Grayson. Yeah. He never lets me on the video games. Oh, we gotta talk to him about that. <laughs> so, so Minecraft. Is there any like famous Minecrafters? Or is that such? Is that a term? Yeah, there is. I don't know a lot, but you might know Dan Diem as his hardcore. So this is sorry, Dan. TDM. TDM. Okay. Dan. Dan. TDM. Dan, the Diamond Minecart. Oh, okay. Oh, and he 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 um he has a little bit of a British accent. Am I correct? If I he is from the UK. Oh, he nailed it. <laughs> oh, okay, he seems nice. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, if you watch him, what's what's the language like? Is it good or? That's really good. It's good. Okay, well that's good for the parents to know that. Okay, good. <laughs> nice. Okay, well maybe one day we'll be playing Minecraft with him. Who knows? Probably not. No, <laughs> no. Maybe golf, though. We'll see. But anyways, so good. Congratulations, Regan, for the birdie, and uh, thanks for the info about, or sorry, par. Regan's correcting me. Yes, that's right, par. And uh, you know, hopefully, uh, uh, parents found it a little useful here in what some of the kids are watching these days or playing. Because I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so for the thing that you talk to himself, you can watch. Thomas Sanders, because he does that. Dan Diem, he's absolutely amazing. And he, Dan Diem, TDM now does Animal Crossing, which is really fun. He does live streams. So if you want to find that, you have to go to Dan TM Live on YouTube. Okay, thanks for that, Regan. <laughs> Great, okay. Well, that ends the daughter and daddy outside the park segment. High five, Regan. Think, believe, dream, dare is a foundational Disney quote, and it's the inspiration for our next segment, Walt's Wisdom. Here we take a Disney quote and talk about it, what it means, and how we're going to apply it. So, Regan, do you have a Disney quote? Yes, I do. Okay. Do you want to go first or second? Uh, I can go first. All right. (laughs) All right. Um, So my quote is, Keep moving forward, opening new doors, and doing new things. Your curiosity will lead you to the down the path of success. Oh, okay, great. So, it's good to be curious, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's good to be curious, George. Yeah. So, what does that uh, quote mean to you? Um, well, I just really like the quote. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and what part of it do you like? I like, um... 
your curiosity will lead you down the path of success. Yeah. Well, you know what? And who said the quote? Walt Disney. Uh, Walt Disney, yeah. So, yeah, and basically, these curiosity will allow you to innovate and allow you to change things and it will allow you to improve things. Um, not accepting, I think, just the status quo, maybe. Yeah. So, Regan, my quote sort of parallels yours, and I'm like, I like this quote. It's from also Walt Disney as well. And the quote goes like this Progress is impossible without change. Progress is impossible without change. So, if we want to move forward, and I thought this applies like to the the world that we're living in today if we want to move forward we have to be willing to accept change and i'm going to cycle back to disney ceo bob chapek's comments uh various comments in the media and his interviews he's given about disney reopening is he's exercising a change management strategy where he's getting you the families at home the people that will attend his park used to the idea that disney will be different this time and so making progress so keeping people safe keeping staff safe keeping the experience fun will require change and we have to move forward for us to progress we have to accept that change so i thought it was a great quote from walt disney himself that mirrors the reality of the world we live in today and what's going to happen in the future like my quote yeah yeah it's a good quote so there we go those are two quotes of uh, both from walt disney and that wraps up our walt's wisdom segment well regan let's wrap up episode five of dishnet the daughter and daddy podcast I hope the listeners enjoyed this episode. Me too. Yeah, you know, we gave them a lot of information about uh, when Disney will reopen, a little bit about Star Wars, and uh, we talked about our favorite resorts. Um, So, what can listeners expect for episode six? Well, we can talk about my favorite resort, Port Orleans Riverside, and our top three cruise destinations. Awesome. Great. I have so many favorite destinations, Regan. It's just like, I don't know how I could pick three. Uh, why do I have to pick just uh, just three? Because it's called top three. <laughs> okay. I guess that makes sense. Uh, it can't be like top three plus ten. No. 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 Okay. Sorry. So, okay. Well, it's so great. We're going to Port Orleans. Uh, we're going to, we're going to talk about that, uh, which we've loved. And we're going to do our top three cruise destination destinations. Yeah. Regan's doing a golf clap right now. So I think we should sign off from studio a one, one, three listeners. You can get all the latest news and updates on dishing it on Twitter and Facebook at dishing it podcast. And dishing it is also on Instagram and YouTube as well. And families, as always, we reward listeners who listen to the end. Big thank you to Mrs. H for allowing us to record this podcast. Thank you to Kevin McLeod for the great music. And thank you. We hope you enjoyed listening to Dishing It, the daughter and daddy podcast. Please remember to think, believe, dream, and dare. Goodbye, family. Regan, what is 
Episode 5's Extra Magic Minute. Disney flags. Disney does not have any flags at Walt Disney World. They are all, they are all pennants. Some are different shapes, and some are missing stars or stripes. Why would they do that, Regan? Why wouldn't they have flags? So Walt Disney World does not have to follow United States flag code, so they never have to lower their flags when it's night. Oh, I gotcha. <laughs> okay, that's good. Great Easter egg, Regan. Thank you. Thanks for sharing it. You're welcome. Goodbye, family. Bye.